Welcome back to The Hill Podcast. My name is Rachel Long, and I am the host of The Hill Podcast. Hill stands for Heard, Important, and Loved. And this season, season three, we have been working through uh, stories of grief. And I have had a a co-host with me this season, Maverick Long. Hello, everybody. Hello, Maverick. Glad to have you back. Glad to be here. So what do you think? Do you think you'll come back for season four? I'm not sure yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about what we're doing in season four, or have I told you yet? I don't think you've told me yet. No, okay. So me and your sister, your sister and I, were talking the other day, brainstorming, and I think we have landed on, we definitely have landed on, we are going to be getting stories, having stories from people that that help others feel heard, important, and loved who have had startup businesses. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, a little something different than grief, um, but people nonetheless who are working and doing their businesses, but maybe haven't had an opportunity to tell their story. So small business startups that maybe have gone big or small business startups that have intentionally stayed small. Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. Yes, I can. <laughs> Yes, you're riveted. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. You may learn a thing or two. You should definitely come back and co-host. All right, I'll think. Been, about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we just talked last week with Miss Jessica, mm-hmm. Jessica Klipsch, and she was a great guest. Don't you think? I do think so. Yeah. So one of the things that um, I love about guests is each person's uh, story is so individual. If you were thinking about like her story, what were some things that like stood out to you about uh, Miss Clips's story? Um, the way she brought up about how she had to hide her feelings and stuff and mm-hmm. the abruptness of the death. Those both kind of spoke to you. Uh-huh. Did you have any reason for why they like why they stood out to you, do you think? Um, no, not not a big reason. Not a big re- that was just different than other t- people that we had talked to. Yeah. So with the 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 hiding one is the one that I was going to focus on first. Um, it was kind of interesting because hiding is one of those behaviors that can be classified as either self protecting or maladaptive. They could be either one. Mm-hmm. So when you think about. Uh, grief and hiding you don't really think like oh that's a that's a natural like sadness is a natural emotion around grief but do you think about like hiding being something a natural tendency around grief no not really so what that's classified as is a masked grief reaction so that can be anything that the person who's grieving is experiencing that's a behavior that causes them difficulty, but they don't recognize that it came from the grief. Cause you remember like Miss Jessica's face and stuff when you were talking about like you honed in on the hiding because that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so there's lots of different kinds of maladaptive behaviors. They can be physical or they can be mental. Um, you know, one of the ones that hit with Uncle Josh when I had that experience uh, with the clinician that said, you know, you need to put your feelings and thoughts about your brother in a box and put them on the shelf because you need to function in your home. 
And I was more like, I just put my real brother in a box and put him in the ground. I can't really think how you're wanting me to think. And so that was pretty tough. And I developed a maladaptive behavior from that. And it was binge eating. And that's, uh, I gained a significant amount of weight before I was able to start processing through that grief. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's more common than people want to realize. So, for example, um, when I talk to people at Joshua Center, one of the masks react, masked reactions of their grief is headaches. Just consistent, ongoing headaches that are super painful um, and migraine in nature. And it just, but they're like, I never had headaches before. Mm-hmm. And so they'll say, oh, it's the stress or it's the fill in the blank. And then you start working through the tasks of mourning and it's like, oh, it was the grief. Yeah. It was that backup, that pressure from the grief. Which is very interesting to me. Yeah. So the other thing that you said was like the abruptness or the sudden death. Um, One of the things that's super difficult about sudden death is because when somebody has a terminal illness neither of these are easy like one's not easier than the other or better than the other uh when someone has a terminal illness you have the long drawn out death that like you feel like did i take good enough care of the person was i kind enough to the person there's a lot of uh what if i would haves but then when you have the uh, sudden death, you have the, I wish I would, I wish I would have. Mm -hmm. And, um, I could see with her that the surprise of her dad dying from a car accident, as opposed to the illnesses he was working through, like even to this day, uh, kind of mark her grief. Did you see that too? Yeah, now she had talked about how she had to explain to other people that, no, it wasn't because of this illness. It was mm-hmm. because he actually got in a car crash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes it so much harder, too. People are trying, people, it, it's so difficult, and we're, we're all going to die one day. So you figure, since it's a condition we will all eventually succumb to, why are we so awkward around it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard one because even uh, you want to be supportive, but then you also know that like, no, I could very well say all the wrong things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you're grieving, and that's what we're going to talk a little bit about. It's called follow-up care. When you're grieving, um, the follow-up care is really really important because did you remember she said like so at first everybody's all around but then a couple weeks later nobody's yeah nobody's there Mm -hmm. and so what I would do what I would want to talk about today is is follow-up care and how far out is too far and how far out is uh like how when do you stop follow-up care if you were going to guess, Mav, what, when would you say you stop following up with a friend that's 
let's say they've lost a uh, they've lost a parent in their year age. They're fourteen. They've lost a parent. How how long is long enough to follow up? Well, I think it would change for a lot of different people. To be honest, you know what I mean. Yeah, give me some of the factors that would change. Like, um, what do, what do you mean factors? So, like, what would change it? Oh, uh, like, well, just how long it takes for them to process their grief and stuff. So, like, it depends, like, what stage they're in. Yeah. Do you also think it goes by person, too? hmm Yeah. I think that, too. I think there are some, like, good rules of thumb. For example, like, they're setting the person's death day in your uh, phone so that you can... Um, touch base with them every year mm-hmm. and just say, you know, I remember, I remember that happened today. I think that's good for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think also your proximity to the person for follow-up care is important too. So like, let's say God forbid something happened to your best friend, Noah's family, then you would probably talk to him about it every day. Yeah. For a while, though. Mm-hmm. But eventually we would, he would move on. Yeah. Moving on is tough. It might take a really long time. Yeah. When you think about move on, do you think like, oh, he'll, but he'll st- spend the rest of his life missing his family member? Yeah, but like, it's like when your dad dies, you're allowed to like skip school for a little bit to like help process and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like eventually you're going to have to move on and be able to be productive. So that's good. That's really good because there that that is not intuitive, nor does it always happen. It's, it's actually really difficult to move through those tasks of mourning because people get stuck on the feelings part of it. So did you say that some people don't move on? I wouldn't say, well, yes, some people don't move on, but... That's what grief counseling is all about. That's what we do at the Joshua Center, like helping them move through the four tasks of mourning. Because you're right. The last task is to move forward in your life while maintaining an endearing, enduring connection (laughs) to the lost. So that which you lost. So it means like, yes, living your life because no one is served by you not living your life. Let's take your papa, for example. You may be sad that he can't see you play tennis on the high school tennis team, but he's not honored by you just deciding, well, then if he can't see me, I'm never going to do it. Yeah. Same thing with people when they get married and their, their, uh, their father or mother isn't there to see them get married. It doesn't mean don't get married. It's what's your enduring connection? What are you going to have there that represents the person that you lost? People ask me regularly to pause at the beginning of, of their wedding ceremony and just take a moment of silence for the people who aren't there with them that day. Mm-hmm. The remembering. Yeah. Sometimes we have whole sessions at Joshua Center that are just a remembering session. And here's why we do that. Because 
in the post-care, in the follow-up care, in the care for people as they move through grief, many times the care providers, friends, other family members, they just are done listening to it. The person wasn't their uncle or aunt. It was their fourth cousin. Mm -hmm. And although they had a great time when they were around the person, they aren't missing them the same way that they're, that the person's daughter is. Yeah. Yeah. So then they're ready to move on, but your sadness starts to weigh them down and they need to step away from you a little bit. And unfortunately, or fortunately, that's one reason that people start coming to grief counseling because they need somebody who is a disinterested third party who will just listen to how sad they are about the loss of their loved one. Yeah. And that's the second task of mourning, processing the emotions around the significance of your loss. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for being with me this whole season. And um, we're excited, aren't we, about what's happened about the Joshua Center. Um, We now have over 20 clients, 11 families, whoops, 11 families, and it's growing and growing. If you want to find out more about the Joshua Center, uh, we're building our website. So (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of good now, but you can uh, email me at rachel at joshuacenter.org. And I would love to talk to you more about it and give you some information on what's going on there. We have uh, people who are 75% through the program now. Two children are 75% through the program. And then, uh, you know, almost 20 more that are are working the program. Anything you have to say about Joshua Center? Maverick Joshua? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. All the people in it love it. Yeah. Yeah. They usually come in pretty happy and leave pretty happy. Yeah. By the time they get to that office, they are happy to find some support, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. Well, this has been a great season. It's a very difficult topic. Um, I hope that you have found some space with our guests to feel uh, heard, important, and loved yourself. And um, maybe your voice came through your ears in the in the tone of somebody else's and your story related to them. I would love to hear your stories. Um, you can contact me, like I said, Rachel at joshuacenter.org, uh, or you can go to pastorrachellong2rs2ls.com. I'm always available uh, to field your uh, questions and if you have an idea for somebody that you would like us to interview we've gotten some good great interview suggestions this season Uh, we're getting ready to start recording season four I just want you to know you are heard important and loved here and we love you each one and again Maverick thank you so much for joining us this season of course